Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? What up? Coming at you from the great white north of northern Michigan, uh, where I've been for almost two weeks now, doing the chestnut harvest again this year. Um, Kid Rock Country? mm, No, no. He's from the (laughs) the very affluent white suburbs of Detroit. Nowhere near here. Okay. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous up here. Fucking leaves are all gold and red, and uh, people are out and about enjoying the outdoors and the indoors uh, where they're not wearing masks um, because uh, no one's going to tell them what to do. Uh, every every time I go into, like, a mire, uh, I'll see people just not wearing a mask um, because, you know, tyranny. Uh, and <laughs> And they all have, like, the same sort of motif going on. Like, they're all at least... 50 to 100 pounds overweight, wearing sweatpants, um, kind of glazed look in their eyes. And, you know, if you, they do make eye contact with you, it's like, you you know, they're just like begging you to, to say something to them so they can, mm-hmm. you know, start screaming in your face about, you know, you being a sheep and whatever the fuck. Um, oh, there's also uh, huge pick-em-up pick trucks uh, driving <laughs> around with the Trump flags and they're Blue Lives Matter flags, and they they always have two of them. It's it's like they gotta have two on either side, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're always like the biggest truck possible, you know. With of course like nothing in it, because that's you know important to to haul around nothing. And and yeah yeah, so it's um, <laughs> love not I, being able to find a parking space to own the libs by having a fucking oversized right. They have monstrosity. to like park on like the the outer asteroid belt of the fifteen acre parking lot where like people park motorhomes and shit exactly. like that. Yeah yeah, that's fun. Have have fun walking, fatty. Yeah. Uh, so you know, being that I, I live in Chicago, uh, you don't see any of that shit. You know, like, yeah, like in no, of course. Chicago, everyone has a mask on. Everyone's concerned about each other's health. You, you know, there's still obnoxious people driving around with huge flags. But, you know, it's for, uh, you know, Mexican Independence Day, uh, you know, Puerto Rico. Like, the, yeah, it's like, I mean, they're not they're not obnoxious. It's just like when you have huge car caravans, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Sure. Right? Um, but, yeah, when, when it's for uh, fascists, that's a, a whole nother thing. So uh, I've gotten to see that world up close the last two weeks lovely yeah yeah i um yeah i see we see we get a lot of that around here in connecticut too you know i I think people you know who aren't from the northeast kind of assume it's you know pretty uh, like like a liberal place and it's like cities but i mean outside of you know the few major cities in the northeast it's it, it really is just like the the north and the south like it's very 
you know, you see Confederate flags, which is fucking, you know, just so many levels of baffling uh, in, in a state like Connecticut or well, in a state like New the, York. That's but... just at the uh, City Hall in San Francisco when Feinstein was mayor. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, that's, that's nothing special. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about her a little bit later. Um, <sighs> it, well, it, it was... It, it's just, yeah. Well, no, it's just, and, you know, and but to your point, though, I see a lot of Trump flags, a lot of Trump signs around my, you know, my neighborhood and the surrounding neighborhoods, a lot of, you know, in like the kind of like lower middle class suburbs and even like the middle class suburbs. It, it, it's just, I, I see no Biden signs anywhere. And again, it's like, obviously, I, I don't think Trump's going to win Connecticut. But again, this is just more indicative of the fact that there's no enthusiasm whatsoever for Joe Biden. He's fucking trying to run the clock out. And I really think, you know, the combination of the fact that we're looking at this really unprecedented situation with mail-in ballots where it, it, and you know, and on top of that, the fact that there's a global pandemic that's going to really suppress people coming out to vote to begin with. I think these polls are fucking worthless right now. I think polls, you know, aren't worth the paper they're printed on. And I really think that the Biden team is, is making huge fucking tactical mistakes constantly. And it's really not a good sign if you don't want Donald Trump to win uh, another four years in the White House because Biden team is not doing fuck all to prevent that. Like you know, they're not. They still don't have field offices in swing you, states. Like, are you saying I, that the the rap battle that Joe Biden uh, put together is not <laughs> oh, God. winning over hearts? Oh man, I, yeah. So so I I, 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 found, I came across this today. I sent it to to you, and it's just. It's it's so bad. Like I I, I read something about a, a a like oh Biden campaign sponsors first ever rap battle ad you know to encourage people to vote, and in my head I was like all right well this will be like you know I, I, it, it's not even as bad as I could have imagined it was like it was clearly written by Lin Manuel Miranda, it, it it's so cringy it's so clearly two actors like pretending to be hood like it was it, it, you ever see the movie Malibu's Most Wanted with uh, Jamie Kennedy nope it's a really bad comedy from the 2000s but it gave me major Malibu's Most Wanted vibes because like the two black dudes in that movie are like trying to trick the, the governor's like like white boy son who like thinks he's like like hood but even though he comes from like a rich neighborhood into like like scaring him white basically trying to scare him you know scare him white and they, and he hires these two dudes who act hood in the movie but they're like from juilliard and they have it, it's just it felt very much like that was the vibe i got from these two dudes in the video this i mean i i was like when does the rapping start because <laughs> they're they're just speaking so words that are rhyming every other sort sentence. of yes but there's like i <laughs> Like Noam Chomsky could rap better than this. Like Noam Chomsky just reading words, monotone, just mumbling into you know, talking. Like that's that's they also weren't more of a beat to it than <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, were they on like a tennis court? They looked like they were on like a they're, tennis court or something. I like think that, they were or? on a basketball court. Like like yeah, because you know a lot of basketball courts, especially in cities, are have like the cage around them just because it's easier when you're playing basketball to not have to go chase your ball into the street you know and get yeah. run over by a car especially if you're in the city so it's it's a good thing to have but <sighs> well, i've been but watching they clearly MSNB, like <laughs> msnbc while i've been up here because we got the fucking mom's got spectrum cable and not a smart tv so it's like you watch whatever the networks want you whatever's to. on yeah and whenever i want to like go 
you know, do something, I'm always like, where's the pause button? Oh, wait, you can't, you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And even, even MSNBC are like talking about how, uh, you know, where Biden's polling nationally, and then they'll compare it to where Hillary Clinton was polling nationally, (laughs) you know, and it's like, uh, 538 had Clinton with a 91% chance of beating Trump in Michigan. (laughs) Right. Yep. So I, I was digging through old, uh, old tweets um from from the shit libs in 2016 and i i I posted a few of them up here and i've my favorite of course is ian sam's 2016 saying did the sanders campaign just call hawaii the most diverse state in the country it's 2.5 percent black uh ian sam's who went on to become uh kamala harris's national press secretary so yeah shows her instincts uh medi iglesias uh, tweeted out where did the Sanders campaign get this idea that he can win Michigan? <laughs> Oops. Uh, my my perennial favorite from oh god, what's her name? She always blocks me. Um, the, the the one that wrote the thing about like why the Beatles, like if you like the Beatles, oh uh, Mark Amanda Marcotte, yeah, Marcotte, yeah, whatever. Her her great one, uh, Ruby and Cruz, uh, Rubio and Cruz are the real monsters. Liberals should be rooting for Trump, and he'll be the easiest one to beat come November. <laughs> <laughs> just love every time I like post that tweet she'll fucking block me and and then we got one from uh, Matt McDermott anyone that tells you Trump can win Michigan or Pennsylvania against Hillary Clinton should never work in American politics again <laughs> so uh, yeah th- again, there you have it the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse right there <laughs> by the way I don't know if you saw there was a John Lennon discourse on Twitter the other day because a bunch of people were talking about like how Imagine sucks and it's like the worst song I'm at. And I'm just like, what the... Come on. Like, do you have to be this fucking edgelord that you're gonna... Like, I get it if it's not your favorite Lennon song. I mean, there are definitely better Lennon songs, but like, you, you sound ridiculous when you're talking about how, you know, John Lennon sucks or the Beatles. Like, it's just like, dude, come on. Like, fuck off, you know? I mean, well, God's I, obviously a better yeah. Lennon song, but like, you know, Imagine's... A, you know, it, I just didn't really care about his his post-career stuff or McCart Like... You know, Harrison had a couple of good ones, but it was just... They all had a couple good, uh, you know. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, McCartney's got some good ones and some... Uh, I mean, you know, Silly Love Songs is maybe the worst song ever written, but, you know. Oh, God. Um, Ebony, but no, I mean... Ivory, oh, living that's a good, it It's <laughs> another one that's uh has, hasn't aged well. Um, but no, yeah, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like everything on Lennon's first solo record, like God and fucking Imagine, all those songs are unbelievable, uh, and people are crazy. How, how about anyway. that? Uh, how about that banger? Women is the N word of the world. <laughs> it's a rough one. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's maybe a little ill-advised. Um, he doesn't say the word N word. Just, just for the record. <laughs> yes, no, no. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's right out there. Um, yeah. But shit, like instant karma, fucking, you know, just all, all his big solo hits were really good. Oh, I um, was so thrilled when Nike used instant karma to sell shoes made in sweatshops. Like truly, what John Lennon was trying to say with right. that one. <laughs> oh god, Ugh, brutal. So, yeah. being that I am in Michigan currently, it was kind of shocking, but not surprising to hear of these uh, felony indictments that came out this week uh, against members of a Michigan militia, uh, the guys that drive around with the giant Trump flags and have tons of guns, loves shooting them, and apparently are really shitty about uh, planning things like kidnapping Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer. 
because that's what they just got indicted for. Um, they also had planned at one point to storm the Capitol and take it over and hold uh, the, the state legislature hostage. And if you remember just a few months ago, they did just that in protest of the COVID restrictions. They stormed the Capitol building, went into the Capitol with automatic weapons, uh, and the pol- Capitol Police just stood there and let them do it. Didn't try to stop them. And, you know, of course, they're screaming in the cops' faces with, you know, with no mask on. So, yeah, those guys. Those guys uh, who apparently this this cell or group, if you can call them that, uh, named themselves... cell, if you will. Yeah. Uh, named themselves the Wolverine Watchmen. <laughs> so, yeah, if you are fans of this show, you know that we reviewed the HBO Watchmen series... Uh, produced and direct. Well, I don't know if he directed all the episodes or writ most of the episodes by uh, uh, Damon Lindelof, in which all the police wore masks, right, to conceal their identity and were basically at war with white supremacists, but also had been infiltrated by white supremacists. So, mm-hmm. like you know, once again, Lindelof predicted the entire year of 2020. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they they had this plan. They were also apparently came out. They were wanted to kidnap the governor of Virginia, as well, which is hilarious. It's like they 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 are kidnapping these people as if they're these like like leftist like communist socialists, and it's like you're kidnapping two of the most milk toast like kind of centrist leaning Democrats and like 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 they're they're basically doing like. 80% of the shit that your party wants to do anyway, yet you think that they're these radical fucking, you know, communists because they don't want you to, you know, infect everyone with your fucking disgusting COVID uh, and, and are asking you to, like, wear a mask and not, you know, go to non-essential jobs. Like, it's just Well, it's and this guy who but, was the, the leader hmm. was fucking, he, he hadn't worked in years and he was homeless. <laughs> Right. So, again, like way to project your your life failure yeah, onto somebody exactly. else. Who's, literally, it's it's like, uh, you know, Rick Snyder poisoned the former governor of Michigan, poisoned Flint, Michigan with lead, tried to cover it up. And the last response was uh, due process should be carried out and he should go to jail because he's called, he's responsible for this. Uh, the current governor of Michigan wants you to wear a mask uh, for your own health and safety. And the right's response is, let's kidnap her and kill her and put her on trial at our little, like, militia. They wanted to take her to Wisconsin and have, like, a people's trial. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Well, you know, I mean, Dan Snyder, though, the Democrats are still calling for him to be tried and, and held accountable for his Rick crimes. And, or Rick Snyder, excuse me. I'm thinking of the Washington Redskins owner. Um, no, yeah, uh, Rick Snyder, the, you know, the Democrats are calling for him to be prosecuted still right oh yeah yeah well uh, the thing was the previous <laughs> attorney general um was appointed by rick snyder so you know that he was putting together a really solid case against his his boss right oh yeah no totally um, so basically once I, David I, I, Nessel I make are, that joke by the way because because biden literally was touting his fucking endorsement a couple like a month oh yeah ago. yeah we'll, <laughs> unbelievable we'll get to that in a bit here um, so Dana Nessel, who is actually a very progressive attorney's general, who mm-hmm. uh, was one of the original attorneys to try the case or to um, you know litigate the case that eventually led to uh, the Supreme Court legalizing marriage equality. Uh, she was one of the original lawyers on that. Uh, she basically said, you know, on day one, I'm going to go after Rick Snyder. And when she looked at the investigation being carried out by the original or by the uh, by Snyder's attorney's general, Realized it was botched on purpose, 
right? And she had to basically drop all the charges that were already there and start over from scratch to actually win, to, you know, to build a case that would win. So that is still ongoing uh, currently, but she talked about these, um, Dana Nessel talked about the, this Wolverine Watchman militia uh, <coughs> a couple of days ago on the news, and she mentioned how, um, you know, n- not only are were these guys planning on killing police, but at the same time, you have uh, uh, county sheriffs who were hanging out with these guys and coming to their rallies and speaking on stage with them. Uh, one of whom, <laughs> let's see what this guy's name is. Uh, I don't have his full name here. It's something Leaf, apparently. He was interviewed about these guys getting arrested, and he this is his quote. A lot of people are angry with the government, and they want her arrested, referring to our governor. Uh, and let's see. Um, uh, at, the, at the rally he attended back in uh, May with these guys, the sheriff uh, compared Whitmer's state home order to mass detention, which is like these guys don't fucking get up the, off the couch anyway. Like she's just telling you to do the thing you're already doing all the time. So he he added, so are they trying to arrest her or was it a kidnapping t- attempt? Because you can still in Michigan, if it's a felony, you can still make a felony arrest. He's talking about citizen arrests, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say if you are in elected office that you're exempt from that arrest. So I have to look at it from that angle. And I am hoping it's more like uh, I'm hoping that's more like what it is. So he's saying that he doesn't think that these guys were actually going to kidnap her. They, he's saying that he's on their side, this police officer, um, that he thinks they were just trying to perform a citizen's arrest. And, you know, and this wasn't just guys talking about it shit, you know, because everyone, you know, anyone can say anything on the Internet. But they were using in, in several different <clears throat> encrypted services to actually plan this out. Uh, and they had been infiltrated by the FBI, but that's only because one of these guys once they started talking about murdering police, went one of their own, one of their own went to the FBI and said, oh, wow. uh, these guys are a fucking problem. Like, they're really going to do this shit. These guys aren't just guys that talk about it. Mm-hmm. So they actually told this guy to go back, the, the guy who had come forward, and asked him to wear wire and all this stuff, and, and that's how they found out about this. But they were, I mean, they were buying explosives, they were buying night vision goggles. Uh, they took those night vision goggles and they went to one of the governor's homes in the middle of the night with three cars oh, to surveil her house. Yeah, they were they were planning this out, right? And, you know, I mean, lots of people say, oh, fine, I would kill the governor, you know, whatever. Uh, it's it's just blown off steam, whatever. But once you start carrying it out, once you start um, enacting this plan, then, you know, that's that's not entrapment. Like, you were, you were no, doing No, no, certainly not. Uh, so, yeah, they were, they were on their way. Well, And it's just so funny because, like, of all the people that actually deserve that kind of treatment, fucking Rick Snyder did deserve to be drawn and quartered and fucking brought before like a people's, tra- you know, like because the justice system clearly isn't going to do fuck all about the the mess crime and fucking, you know, havoc that he wreaked on that state and on Flint specifically. Um, and yeah, they, 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 they get up in arms about like this milquetoast centrist governor who is like listening to scientists and saying like, hey, maybe let's stay home for a little bit so we don't all fucking kill our grandmas. Like, it, it's just unbelievable the fucking, the way these people's brains work. Well, the the lead guy I told you about who was uh, homeless living in the basement of a vacuum cleaner uh, shop, uh, his, biggest, <laughs> his biggest gripe uh, was that he couldn't go to the gym. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you don't have a job. What gym membership are you buying? Like right. you're not going to the gym anyway. What the f- 
Like, right. Uh, and again, again, we're not laughing at him for being homeless, but like, it, it's just it's just per, re, like preposterous projection, as if he's this fucking small business owner that's been a front. Like, it, it's just it's ridiculous. These people are fucking goofy, but they're fucking dangerous because in this country, you know, p- mentally unstable people can get all sorts of fucking guns and. Uh, you know, uh, other weaponry uh, pretty fucking easily, especially in states like Michigan. And, you know, but still the news will fucking call them militia or they won't even call them a right wing militia. They'll call them a militia uh, group. And it's like, no, they're right wing terrorists. They're white right wing terrorists. And you just refuse to fucking acknowledge that. But I'm sure if this was a group of fucking guys named Muhammad, there'd be a much different uh, tone and tenor to the coverage of the story. Yeah. You know, well, it, like, there was actually uh, a bunch of local news outlets here in Michigan that that said, you know, upon this case, they have um, re-reviewed their policy on how they will, you know, refer to these kind of groups, and they are going mm-hmm. to, in fact, start referring to them as domestic domestic terrorists, or at least ones that have been charged with, you know, plotting to carry out acts of terrorism or kidnapping or executing the governor. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I mean, there's 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 tons of little gun clubs and militias who would never do something like this because their only interest is, is in, you know, sort of preserving their little clique. Uh, I, I'm sure you remember in Bowling for Columbine, Michael Moore interviews about some people from a Michigan militia, and they weren't crazy. They were, no. you know, kind of isolationist, but... It's well, but he also interviewed people from the group that Timothy McVeigh, like, fell in with. So there are people who fall into these groups who are of that ilk, and it's just like maybe they... You know, like I, this is something I read about also in the in the book Columbine, which is a great book by Dave Cullen about the Columbine shooters. And it's this idea of these the, these kinds of domestic terrorists where they'll uh, kind of probe the waters jokingly with like friends of theirs who share like interests. Like, oh hey, wouldn't it be funny if we uh, you know went and uh, shot up a school, or wouldn't it be funny if we went and kidnapped the governor of Michigan? And based on the responses they get, if they get a not favorable like they'll keep bringing it up to the to to gauge whether or not you know that the people that are with them are amiable to it you know what i mean and that's the way these things kind of start where like one guy will kind of you know get enough people to the to to the point where it's like well are we actually going to do this and it's like oh yeah okay um right but if they and that's how the fbi can't infiltrate you know antifa because anyone that would do something like that would immediately be suspected of being a cop (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Especially by the left, because we assume everybody's a fucking cop. Um, yeah, anyone with an idea is a cop. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do? Fucking, you're a cop. Get out. You get out. Hey, you want to get some smoothies? What, what, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck, you fucking pig? Yeah, um, yeah no, I, yeah, it, it's just, it, it, it's fucking nuts, though, man. It's it's a crazy story. Um, you know, luckily they weren't successful, but, yeah, and again, it's just like Ralph Northam, like Gretchen Whitmer, like, it, you know, it, it's preposterous. They, they, they think these people are like, you know... Uh, like like fucking like communist socialist like despots and it's like no they're just kind of shitty corporate neoliberal centrist democrats um who you know basically win these states by triangulating and yeah i I just don't understand it but you know it's the way the fucking right wing brain works when she was running for office i supported uh uh, al saeed he was the the bernie backed candidate and i Really good didn't, candidate. Didn't have a lot of love for Gretchen Whitmer, but uh, you know, I think now that she's been in office, I, I 
she's been decent, you know, and had to deal with constant threats, um, had to deal with a statewide health crisis the way, you know, every other governor has that's taken it seriously. Um, just, you know, and she always, you know, anytime you hear her talk, she's always really calm, you know, and, and not detached, but like she's aware of what's going on and can still speak clearly about it. Uh, and, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, um, supports the idea that like, you know, men are too hysterical and emotional to govern effectively. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, just, just the idea that like, there's people like knowing there's people that want to kidnap you and kill you, even if you have a security detail, that's still going to cause you stress and keep you up at night. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I certainly would be a lot more stressed than she, you know, lets on publicly. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, it, it's fucking insane, but you know, this is just the kind of shit that's that's like normal in our country <laughs> or, or to you know think that okay i've got a security detail but i know there's people in law enforcement that agree with these guys and, oh 100 percent, yeah you know j- just like the guy in in the hbo watchman series who was in on it the whole time right and it's like how did how did you know because the, the thing that he <laughs> the guy who was the informant who went to the fbi uh, to tell them, oh, these guys are, are up to this, was that they were they were finding out the home addresses of police that they wanted to target. Yeah. So again, fucking Watchmen, and they named themselves the Wolverine Watchmen, and it's it's like, did they just watch this show and just get all their fucking ideas from from Damon Lindelof because <laughs> they were just <laughs> from like, that literally... and Red Dawn. It probably, it's like the Wolverines from Red Dawn, and then watch like it, they think that Gretchen Whitmer is like a a Ruski infiltrating the fucking government. <laughs> These guys just watch too much TV, and yeah. and get this shit. <clears throat> I sent this to you, but this is the this is how just fucking crazy our world is that all these like current events and like nerd culture come together in one place. Um, so uh, the, the comic book character Wolverine, right, mm-hmm. uh, was created back in the nineteen seventies. And apparently the guy who created the character uh, also was the editor for Alan Moore's Watchmen in the 80s. Was it Jack Kirby or was somebody else? No, it was somebody else. And he's long since passed away. But his widow got on Twitter and said, how dare these scumbags use the name of the character my husband came up with and the name That's of awesome. the most famous comic book he edited for their little you know, thug terrorist cell? How dare they? <laughs> and so That's she awesome. was like, I mean, just the fact that like that like all those things came together that the same guy who created the character also edited Watchmen. <laughs> and he's, it's just, I can't believe people like Watchmen. aren't on Twitter. I, I, I seriously can't believe people aren't on Twitter. It's the most entertaining thing in the fucking world right now. I mean, it, like where else can you find shit like that? Shit like you know, like when somebody posts like a funny picture of like Mussolini being like you know, hug upside down and like tortured. If there's like Mussolini's like great granddaughter will come on and be like, how fucking dare you? Like where right. else can you get this kind of content? <laughs> like, Seriously. It's, it's like, imagine like, like 40 years ago, if like, like Hitler's granddaughter was like, Oh, go fuck yourself. He wasn't that bad. Right. Like in response to an op-ed in the newspaper, it's just right. so fucking and, and funny. Instead we have liberals on Twitter telling us that, you know, Hitler wasn't that bad because he was a vegetarian <laughs> and Trump would never be a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, fucking great stuff. So yeah, speaking of uh, liberals, we we should talk a little bit. Uh, well, you know, the, the the ACB hearings are going on right now. The notorious the ACB. <laughs> yep. 
uh, the Supreme Court confirmation, which the, the Democrats seemingly are just letting you know steamroll through, and it's it's just going to happen because again, they don't actually care about stopping her uh, and stopping the Republicans from ramming through a hard right Supreme Court for the next forty years. Because again, it'll be a great fundraising tool for them. They really don't give a fuck. Um, right. There's actually a lot of stuff they could do that people have actually pointed out, like procedurally, to stop it, up to and including just not showing up. Um, but no, they're just letting these hearings proceed. They're the judici- judiciary committee, which is headed by Diane Feinstein, fucking, you know, decrepit crypt keeper of a human, Diane Feinstein, uh, who started out, uh, her hardline questions for this lunatic fundamentalist Christian right wing judge by asking her to introduce us to her, her, her husband and children. Uh, and then today told her that she admired her explanation of, um, uh, originalism, the concept of originalism, which is a fucking, you know, 10th uh, grader could explain to you w- with sufficient preparation. Um, so, yeah, it, it, no, it's just going great. It's going great. But, uh, yeah, and, but by know. the way, originalism said that uh, black people weren't actually people. Yeah. So yeah. just for context. Great, great, great thing to, to just let slide by and, and, and be like, oh, yeah, no, that's a totally valid thought and not psychotic. Um, but, yeah, so. Uh, you know, that's going on. But then, you know, Nancy Pelosi on the other side is right now delaying a fucking relief bill that the, the Republicans actually agreed to pass a st- another stimulus, um, which is, you know, it, it, it's it's flawed. It's up and down. It's got a lot of shitty things in it, like liability protections for corporations, which I mean, you know, <laughs> people are like, oh, well, they, we can't let those in. It's like I got news for you. Corporations are not going to fucking pay out money to their employees that they infect with coronavirus, even if they don't have liability protections. Do you really think that a a fucking hourly wage employee is going to be able to fight Walmart and court to get fucking a settlement? Like, it's just not going to happen. It's, it's preposterous. They don't lose things like that. It's just, so again, it's like, yeah, it's fucked up. But again, if it's a matter of that and getting people actual relief checks who fucking need it desperately, because you failed to deliver people money for the last six months, during this global pandemic, then fucking get people the money that need it and then, you know, move on to fight another day. But again, she's not trying to stop it because she, uh, d- you know, because she wants to put a bunch of bunch more like, you know, actually good provisions in. This is all politics there. She doesn't want to give Trump the win before the election. She doesn't want to give Trump a big victory uh, by letting him send checks out, you know, a week before the election that say Donald J. Trump on them to people that really fucking need the money. And again, she's so oblivious that she can't help but expose that that's actually what she's doing. So I actually want to play a clip uh, of her. I think last night uh, she was being interviewed by Wolf Blitzer and she gives away basically what she's actually doing. And I didn't watch this clip. Uh, I kind of read a summary of what happened, but I did want to save my visceral reaction for for after you know hearing it uh, for the podcast, so we'll play it and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll tax credit in their proposal either, but let's not but go into that. Yeah, you evidently do that. not respect the chairman of the committees who I re- wrote these I respect, bills. I respect and all I of you. I wish you would respect the knowledge that goes into getting uh, the, uh, the meeting the needs of the American people. But again, you've been on JAG defending the administration all this time with no knowledge of the difference between our two bills. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that to you in person. Right. Madam Speaker, these are, these are incredibly difficult times right now. 
now, uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. No, we'll leave us. it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf, and I hate to say that to uh, you. <laughs> but I feel confident about it, and I feel confident about my colleagues, and I feel confident in my chairs. And it's not about me. It's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent, and we represent them. And we represent them. Getting by these long food lines that we're seeing. I know you are. I'm just saying. We represent them, and we know them. As we say, we know them. We represent them. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say. It is nowhere near perfect. Madam Speaker, always the case, but we're not even close to the good. All right, let's see what happens because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to yeah. our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you so much. Have you said them? We feed them. We feed them. We'll continue this conversation down the road for sure. (laughs) We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you. Um, wow. That was was even worse than I thought it would be. I I don't even know where to begin. What are your... So have you watched this clip so far before this, or was this also your first... Yeah, I watched it. um, Last night or whatever. She said, we represent them six times in a row. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about because she doesn't represent me, uh, or anyone else I know. She her net worth is one hundred million dollars, and she says we feed them. We no, no, we feed ourselves. Who, who is she fed? Who is she fed? Like I, I what with, is with she her talking $20 about? Twenty dollar pint ice cream. Uh, yeah. yeah, she doesn't feed anybody. She's the one who's dragging her heels on this thing because, like you said, she doesn't want Trump to look good on it. Uh, you you got to be pretty low to the bottom to make uh wolf blitzer look <laughs> right. like the compassionate one by contrast <laughs> no i mean he genuinely and again it's like uh, uh, this idea that he's on a jag defending this administration which is preposterous because he's you know first of all wolf blitzer i've said many times does not have an original thought in his head he's just a prompter you know a prompter monkey he just reads whatever is written on the prompter but the fact that even he's like, you know, people like really need help. Like I see people in breath lines all the time uh, and they really just need money and need relief. And she's like just like laughing and like it, it's just it, she's so fucking unbelievably out of touch. It's comical at this point that anybody could fucking defend her. Yet you still saw blue check Twitter being like, well, Wolf Blitzer's uh, canceled. I can't believe that he would he would speak to Nancy Pelosi. That, I'm like, I just don't want to live in a fucking country with these people anymore. Like, they're psychotic to the point of like, they're so insular and in their fucking bubble that it's it's they're they're completely unreachable. They're they're worse than Republicans. They're worse than conservatives because, again, conservatives. I mean, not not like hardcore Trump supporters, but like just. General conservatives who don't, you know, really give a shit one way or another about Trump can actually be reached on issues like this. And it's like these people are so reflexively attached to defending their fucking liberal icons like Nancy Pelosi and RBG that they will not let a thought into their fucking brains that doesn't jive with that. It's it's. Well, speaking of RBG, uh, just to jump back to ACB real quick, um, I did see a blue check have a funny take on on her, um, a guy named uh, John Hamburger, apparently that's a real name, <laughs> uh, <laughs> tweeted out, look, she wasn't my first choice either, but we need to confirm Amy Coney Barrett right now, uh, and once she's sworn in, then we can push her left. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. 
Which I, I, mean, I assume the, that's the, parody. I assume. Oh no, yeah, you never of course can tell it's anymore. I mean, it has to be parody. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, well, the funny thing is that that's traditionally how the court goes anyway. Where uh, you'll have a conservative judge, and once they're actually on the court, they start ruling more and more. Uh, you know, to to the left on their rulings than they did when they were just like a federal judge on their own, um, because it's like they're you know, <laughs> anytime. I, well, the lo- well, I was just gonna say the law actually tends to favor our our positions on a lot of things, and it's like you you don't have a ton of leeway as a as a justice. The in, in theory, the position is not meant for you to to litigate your opinions. It's meant for you to use historical and judicial precedent to make you know landmark decisions. Uh, now that doesn't always happen, obviously, but it, it is just sure. very hard to constantly ignore judicial precedent to enact your will. You know. Well, that being said, it's... Amy Coney, uh, a- Amy Comey, I want to say Comey, Amy Coney, Coney Barrett is her name. Um, Coney Island. Yep. She's basically stonewalled all the questions asked of her, like everyone knew she would. Um, but one of the one of the funny things that uh, she was she had a notepad uh, the whole time. You know, she was being uh, during her testimony. The last couple of days, and one of the senators asked to uh, hold it up. They wanted to know what notes she was taking or what notes she had brought with her in preparation. Uh, and she held it up, and it was blank. She held up a blank notepad. Lovely. So, like, just <laughs> the, you know, all these senators have all you know their notes and preparation and all the stuff, and she's just there with a blank notepad <laughs> that she got from the Senate. Uh, so, yeah, not not a lot of original thought going on there, and. You know, I get it. It's like, you know, you don't want to state an opinion on a legal thing prior to a case being argued. But at the same time, uh, we know where she stands. There was this thing that she signed on to that basically called for overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, And it was also there was something else to it. It was like just opposed to any reproductive health care for women, basically, just like whatever God decided to do with a woman's uterus. Yeah, she's she's a fundamentalist or. Uh, you know, history, like whatever happened, it's just God does it, and women shouldn't go to the doctor for anything below their waist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, she's a lunatic. She's part of a, a specific, like, fundamentalist Christian sect that believes that like women are, are completely subservient to their husbands. And I mean, look, she's she's a, a fucking nightmare if if you actually oppose any of these things, and you know. Um, Unfortunately, I think atheism has unfor- been taken over by a bunch of horrible, like libertarian kind of, you know, re- reactionaries in the last yeah. decade or so. I-, I really wish the left would kind of yank it back from them, but um, no, she's a nightmare. It's it- Bill Maher's fault. It, I, it is because he he kind of like tricked the left into thinking that he was one of them, and, you know, ended up platforming a bunch of fucking you know maniacs like Sam Harris who speak calmly oh, and in a. God. You know, in, in an educated voice, so you think that they're rational when they're really just. I was fucking so bigots happy and... when fucking um, Ben Affleck <clears throat> kicked that guy's ass down a flight oh, of stairs. That was, great. That was <laughs> so good. Wait, wait a minute, you know, make your last appearance on that show worth it. I was gonna say, never would be asked back on again after that. No, no. Um, uh, if you don't know, what we're talking about go look up that clip because it is amazing. Batman finally, you know, wasn't a cop for once and did some real good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's terrible, and she'll probably get confirmed, and she'll probably get uh, many Democrats actually voting for her, and they'll all just say, well, you know. Feinstein sounds like she'll vote for her. She she, she seems to admire her. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think Kavanaugh only got one Democrat to vote for him, and, you know, that's that's because he was, (laughs) well, 
you know, Kavanaugh, we all know what he is. Um, uh, he likes beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Very normal thing in a job interview to cry hysterically and scream about how much you like uh, oh drinking God. beer. That was, um, I mean, that whole hearing was just insane. But when he got up there and was just like a petulant frat oh, boy. Uh, this is the craziest thing his... I think I've seen in, in national politics in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he, I can't they told him to do it. They told him to go out there and just be as defiant as possible because that's what Trump would want. You know, that's what he would do. Yep. He wouldn't be apologetic. He would just spit in their faces. And, and it worked. And he got confirmed. Yep. Yep, and he'll be there for the next thirty to forty years, probably. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's just unreal. But um, I do want to talk briefly about Biden's um, uh, potential cabinet because uh, there was a I think it was a Politico uh, report uh, about you know and and they again this is we've talked about this a lot before these things get leaked uh, on purpose these aren't accidents they leak them. Uh, as kind of trial balloons and kind of just to see what kind of uh, press cycles will be generated by the certain names that are listed to see whether or not it's like, because you don't, it, it, there's nothing more embarrassing than releasing your cabinet and having one person have to withdraw because of scandal. Like that's the thing they're always trying to avoid the most in Washington. So the idea of releasing uh, a mock cabinet is like, let's head off any kind of potential uh, pitfalls at the start, and if these people get through that cycle, then it'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> so this is Biden's uh, potential cabinet. Uh, Chief of Staff, either Ron Klain or Steve Ricchetti, who I'm not familiar with, either of these two. Ron Klain uh, was part of the Clinton-Gore White House, so we're getting a lot of those fucking people back. Uh, yeah, Can't wait. Um <clears throat> Secretary of State, which is, you know, the most important diplomatic position you could have. Um, Abe, uh, Anthony Blinken, who I'm not familiar with, he was a uh, he was an NS, he was a state and deputy NSA during the Obama administration. So that's really the person we want is our, our fucking diplomat, uh, former NSA spy. Uh, Susan Rice, which is just <laughs> if you if you know if you're tired of hearing about Benghazi, uh, get ready to hear about it a lot more. Uh, Chris Coons, who's a kind of milquetoast centrist uh, senator from Delaware, or Chris Murphy, who's the milquetoast centrist senator from my state, Connecticut, um, who, you know, uh, as much as I don't like him for a lot of things, Secretary of State's maybe the least bad position for him because he's a little bit better on foreign policy than he is on domestic policy. Like, he doesn't support Medicare for all, but he also was championing with bernie the the kind of like ending congress uh congressional support for the war in yemen and he's been pretty good on some stuff like that like that's you know you could do work but again he's not gonna have much say it's gonna be whatever the the administration's so positions are vocally these. opposed to genocide wow what a <laughs> well a high bar i know a ray I know. of sunshine that must be <clears throat> Right uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like I almost fell asleep while you were listing off all those names. I'm just like, who? <laughs> what? Uh. Um, oh, no, it gets better. So the only defense, Secretary of Defense candidate that they've listed so far <clears throat> is this woman, Michelle Flournoy, um, co-founder and CEO, Center for a New American Security. Uh, which sounds just like get- Center uh, with the fucking... Uh, project for the new american century i had to like look it up to make sure it was that wasn't it 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so so a corporate defense person. So the CNAS um, Twitter bio is uh, Center for a New American Security, developing strong, pragmatic, and principled national security and defense policies. So yeah, I'm sure she'll be great. Uh, just just bang up selection. Um, Ag Doug Jones. <laughs> That's who we really want to be the top cop in in, in this country what? is is what the most Republican senator uh, imaginable the senator and by the way if he actually makes this his cabinet he's going to decimate the Senate Democrats like do you think that the Democrats are going to get another Democrat elected in Alabama like you know yeah I thought the, old- the, the the huge victory with him was that they had a a, a Democrat in the South. Right. Yeah. And now and they're only because he was away. running against a pedophile. Like he barely beat the fucking pedophile that he was running against. <laughs> I know. It's just so dumb. Great strategy. Um, Great strategy. Yeah. Treasury Secretary Lael Bra- uh, Brainard, um, who I'm sure was, you know, a, a, a member of a bunch of corporate think tanks. Uh, she's an American economist and member of the U.S. Federal Reserve's Board of Governors. Um, where she served as administrative governor and chair of the federal committee. So she basically had a bunch of federal reserve jobs, um, went to MIT. Oh, this is the one, <laughs> this is the one who worked for McKinsey and company, uh, promoting, oh, nice. uh, micro enterprise in West Africa, which I'm sure is totally not a front for the CIA. <laughs> That's, that seems very, very above, you know, board. even if it's not, it's just, Hey, what's a fun new humanitarian framed way we can, uh, entrap poor people into eternal debt. <laughs> right exactly oh you exactly. want to get out of that internal debt well guess what you have to sign off uh, the rights to all of your uh, lithium mines to uh, to our corporations here uh, in the united states yeah uh transportation secretary eric garcetti who's the terrible mayor of uh la uh he actually might be the former mayor. I, I don't know i'm not sure if he's still the mayor but uh you know just centrist corporate right wing democrat uh Son of Gil Garcetti, who was the guy responsible for bungling the OJ uh, case. Uh, you know, it, it, it just you, the usual kind of ghouls and goblins that you expect to see around a, a legacy Democrat uh, administration. I'm very surprised Rahm isn't in this list, actually. Um, HHS Secretary uh, Karen Bass, who is the uh, one of the people they are actually talking about as a potential VP pick for him, but then they it came out that she was favorable of like uh like some communists so they immediately removed her from consideration um so she actually might not be a terrible hhs pick uh i don't know much about her otherwise uh or michelle lula and grissom who's the governor of new mexico right now uh who i don't know much about but can only assume she's not great uh if she's on this list uh and then the other uh speculation uh around some other picks uh, about people that might have a position but have not yet been defined in a role. John Kerry, Keisha Lance Bottoms, Katie Porter, uh, who they're never going to put in the administration because she's, you know, too left for them, even though she's not that left. She's certainly too left for a Biden administration. And, of course, uh, Buddha Jagoff, uh, our boy Pete. Uh, so, yeah, just a real fucking murderer's row of atrocious fucking cabinet picks. Uh that we can look forward to under a uh, Harris Biden administration. This is how we're going to build back better, Anthony. This is how we're doing it with the all stars of mayonnaise. Yeah. And this is, this is who we're told we have to vote for. We have to, we have, you can't, you just, you know, third party can't do it. And this is, this is, 
this time of year, you know, we're all we're all focused on uh, horror movies and uh, come running up on Halloween and um, just the the dynamic between uh, you know the left that wants to finally break free of this abusive relationship we go through cycle after cycle uh, reminded me of a of one of my favorite little moments or clips from a horror film. And I, I just sent you the link to it, so if you can pull that up here. I want you to just kind of listen to this. And this is this is dialogue between somebody who wants to leave the Democratic Party and go vote third party, and somebody from the, the DNC reminding them that they can't. <laughs> so let this roll. Back to C. Carol! We gotta go! We gotta get out of here! We gotta go right now! Listen to me, Steve. No, you don't understand! We've gotta go! Go where? No, we gotta go. What the hell are you talking about? Steve, this is important. Go where? That's right. Go where? What happened in your room? Are you listening? What happened in your room is not an isolated incident. It is something that is happening everywhere to everyone. So, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't aware that uh, Noam Chomsky had gender confirmation surgery. And, uh, de-aged himself by about 40 um, years. But yeah, that's So that was, that was, of course, from the 1993 remake of uh, Body Snatchers, or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They went with mm-hmm. just the original uh, book title from 1955. And that was one of my favorite um, 90s horror remake films. Uh, actually did a pretty artful job of remaking that movie. Uh, and, of course, the, the famous line uttered there by uh, Meg Tilly, uh, sister, little sister of Jennifer Tilly. Uh, just, just love that. Like, where are you going to go? Nowhere, because there's no one else like you. And of course, they want you to believe there's no one else like us, because you know it's like, oh, you fringe leftists, like you'll never be anything. And then they try to convince us our votes don't matter, that we're on the margins, uh, that you know they're going to do this without us. They're going to reach out to Republicans, and they don't need the fucking Bernie supporter votes. And then when Biden eventually loses, of course, we'll be blamed for not voting uh, for their milk toast centrist mayonnaise CIA uh, Lin Manuel Mor- whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Brandy, you know, it's just the most uninspiring yeah. thing ever. And the, the best people can do is, is wring their hands and be like, well, I, you know, I, I hate that I have to do this, but I have to do it. It's like, no, you don't. Don't let them d- you do really the same fucking thing every time. You can just say no. The way that f- uh, 40% of all registered Democrats said no back in 2016, they just didn't vote. Right. It, it, well, you know, and, yeah. Get all as mad at Susan Sarandon as you want, but she didn't force 40 percent uh, of registered Democrats to just simply not vote at all. Well, so and again, this is the thing: is they they can't they can't get to the the second level of this thinking. They that they they're stuck at this idea that like leftists aren't inspired by Biden, and that's why they're not going to turn out for him. It's like no, we actively don't want to vote for what he is representing. Like it's just again. I, I, somebody needs to make the harm reduction case to me compellingly to the point where I can actually understand 
where they're coming from. Because again, I don't want to give power to the kinds of people that Biden is going to give power to if he fucking wins. He's a fucking right-wing monster, and he's going to get away with a lot more than Trump got away with because the 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 mainstream Democrats are going to fucking ignore and intentionally close their eyes to all the horrible shit he does. So I don't understand where the harm reduction in electing Biden is. It's actually more harmful to the things that we want to see happen by electing to by you know electing Biden than it would be to just say, well, you know what? You fucking fucked up again. Let's try again in another 40 years to get a candidate who's not terrible because if we let Biden in Someone also pointed out this horrifying idea, and it's probably what the Democrats are thinking right now. If they replace Biden with Harris, like, halfway through his first term, like, you know, by the midterms or whatever, she still gets two full terms of eligibility that she could run for. We could have a President Biden, uh, excuse me, a President Harris through 2032. If that doesn't scare the fucking shit out of you, then I don't know what is wrong with you, because that's... (laughs) Just such a horrifying notion. I mean, again, if you want anything to be done on climate, on on the economy, on healthcare, it's just never going to happen in time to save the fucking planet. No. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's, and again, well, it's, the- it's never going to happen because it will always not be time for those things. Because first, we mm-hmm. have to defeat X, Y, Z. Right? You remember how they told us we had to vote for Obama to stop the existential threat that was John <clears throat> McCain? Right. Yeah. And it turned out that wasn't an existential threat because uh, they immediately liberals started calling McCain an honorable, a hero. Uh, he was a racist psychopath. OK, so yeah. if if that's how bad you can be and then still be a hero in the eyes of liberals, like they don't know what they want. Right. You know, I, I try to get them to articulate what they don't like about Trump. And they're just like, are you kidding? He's, he's you know, like the they don't like his personality policy wise. You know, if you're okay with the guy that poisoned Flint, Michigan, and the guy that invaded Iraq and and started uh, the two longest wars in U.S. history, if you're okay with George Bush and Rick Snyder endorsing Joe Biden, you have to admit that you don't really have a problem with kids in cages at the border. Yeah, you just you just care about the way that those those cages are painted and whose name is on the, whose name is on the receipt for those cages. That's really all you care about. And all these um, people who think that like Trump's going to go to jail. No. Power <laughs> protects power. Joe Biden, if he's elected, would pardon Trump for whatever crime he might be convicted of. And then Joe, uh, you know, Barack Obama would cut a video uh, to you know, tell, tell us all why it's uh, time to move on and heal the nation. And liberals would eat that shit up. There was the a, sa- a, for the sake of national unity, we need to move past exactly the, exactly, the, 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 and then yeah. whoever the next monster the Republicans nominate, uh, you know, Trump would just have to say one one thing. Oh, he doesn't look good on TV, and liberals would be like, "Oh my God, he's part of the resistance." <laughs> you know, all this, t- you know, at least which Trump he will say because he's a fucking there's no filter. He'll just be like, "Oh, this guy looks like a fucking dick." Like, I don't, you know, right, um, right, yeah. It, it's just it's the same. Game every four years. I was watching MSNBC last night with mom, and they have a commercial for the, their upcoming Obama retrospective documentary. Which, <laughs> like, this is this is news, really? Yeah, no, this is this is a news channel. And so it, they're they're presented <clears throat> it from the perspective of the White House press corps. So that's how they're like Trojan horsey in this puff piece. And uh, and they and they the commercials like uh, you know nine p.m. Central. Uh, uh, 
uh, presented in its entirety, ad-free. And I said out loud, I'm like, ad-free? The whole fucking thing's an ad. <laughs> and my poor mother, she's like, what do you mean an ad? Obama's not running for anything. It's just oh. like, oh my God. I'm, I was like, mom, you are too smart to be this naive. This is The whole thing is a fucking ad for a product. That's what this entire network is. That's what all of CNN is. That's what all of Fox News is. It's infotainment. It's QVC. It's, it's, it's fucking... Right. But it's, all, it's, it's not just trying to sell... It's trying to sell you an idea, right? It's trying to mm-hmm. sell you a, a narrative. It's trying to sell you the West Wing. It's trying to pacify you and make you feel like, you know, the, the guy who's basically the de facto leader of the party is still out there. Still, if only we could get back to, you know, whatever. It's just, it's the, the recycling nostalgia over and over. And he has to be constant. They can't just start out of nowhere, Whatever they're, you know, whatever they're trying to, to say with, uh, you know, at a certain date, they got to start working on it years ahead of time to, to put that idea out there, right? So that you forget all about the fact that Obama started five new wars. You just look at him as honorable. Oh, he, he, he never had any scandals. Wouldn't it be great to have a president with no scandals again? It, like, because they just, they, they don't remember. They don't remember the things that Obama actually did. Uh, you know, they well, barely and- remember the Iran deal. Yeah. Yeah, so which is exactly why they don't remember anything that happened under the Bush administration, which is why they're rehabilitating the fucking monster that oversaw, you know, the, the atrocities from that uh, that eight years. But then you you look back at Obama's last four years as a private citizen, quote unquote, and you like I'm curious what their answer would be if you asked them, like, what has he used his voice for in the last four years? Like, has he used it to to stop speak the, out about Trump the basketball you know, strike? Yeah, to, to, to break a strike and to stop the only progressive candidate, leftist candidate, who had a chance of beating Trump from fucking running away with the nomination. Like, in, in an unprecedented move of uh, an ex-president, you know, putting his thumb on the scale and completely reshuffling the fucking primaries. Like, that's the two things he's used his immense, you know, political capital for in the last four years. Not to fucking get you know, Medicare for all pass, not to make sure that people during a fucking global pandemic get the money they need to survive because they can't actually, you know, uh, have their businesses open and, you know, go to schools and go to like, he hasn't used his fucking voice for any of that. Like he uses it for shitty right wing causes, like stopping an actual fucking reformer from winning the nomination and for ending a basketball strike because he wanted to see the, the rest of the NBA finals and capital demanded that that, go, that went forward and that people didn't realize how successful strikes could actually be if people use their voice. So mm-hmm. he can go fuck himself, but they'll never see that. They'll just never admit that. Exactly. And But when we say things like that, like he can go fuck himself, people who watch MSNBC will be like, how could you – How that's so vulgar and just like where are you, you – know, <laughs> why are you so yeah. hateful? It's like because, you know, and I, I said, like, Mom, do you, you don't realize that it's propaganda because it's it's low level and it's constant and you watch it every day. And she's like, well, I don't feel that way. I'm like, of course you don't feel that way. It's designed to make you feel good about it. If they were, like, forcing it down, you know, if they were, like, shoehorning it, then you'd, you'd be like, hmm, I don't know. Uh, and, then, and then she says, well, but you're not happy if they have Republicans on either. Like, because I was complaining that they have um, a former CIA director – John Brennan, they have him on every day as an analyst. No, oh, he's a contrib- He's a paid contributor, I think. Yeah, right, right. And he he was on there the other day, and he was saying that you know we we need to elect Biden to get back to our our normal uh, U.S. foreign policy 
uh, practices of threatening North Korea. Like that, he literally said, like the the only tangible foreign policy thing he mentioned was that North Korea is a threat and we need to neutralize them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just playing the game, playing. So the one game. of the only objectively good things that Trump ever did, which was you know ease tensions with North Korea and and help them move towards, uh, you know a peace a peaceable end to the detente of, of the Korean War right. is, is that's completely unacceptable. And then you we got, need to get somebody got, back. Uh, uh, King of the Progressives, Jenk Unger, saying that well, yeah, we we got peace, but like we didn't get anything out of it. Like what? The the, the peace is what you get out of it. Fucking bloated idiot. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it, unbelievable. So, it, and also, I don't know if anyone's had time to actually watch it or if it's still behind a paywall. But uh, you know the Chomsky shit with with Brejoy Gray. You know no, when you have yeah, somebody who's actually on the left saying, you know, voting for Biden's not going to fucking change anything. It We're screwed either way. And Chomsky's like, well, you know, you have to actually, we, you know, it's imperialism's Dude. bad, but, you know, loud, wet fart was, sounds please more imperialism. He was so kind. And, and like, I, again, I haven't watched it either because it's behind a paywall, but just in the clips that they posted online, he's so fucking condescending. And it, it's kind of amazing that he's kind of fallen in 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 my personal estimation as much as he has in the last 10 years because he he really has just kind of been fully beaten down into this mentality of like he just completely doesn't engage with any of the questions he's asked and just hammers his his scold talking points of like well you know if you care about your grandchildren and care about you know my grandchildren then you wouldn't want to help elect Donald Trump and Bree's asking him like look what she she literally said to him just assume that everybody in this in this podcast or on this call is voting for Biden so now explain to me why um withholding our vote using our our power you know to withhold our votes isn't uh a, a legitimate strategy along with you know all of our other avenues of of attack and our, our other potential organizing strategies and he just won't intellectually engage with that anymore he's just so fucking beyond it and again, it's so funny to see liberals like being like, oh, well, you should listen to Noam Chomsky. People that fucking loathed Noam Chomsky 10 years ago, five years ago, four years ago in 2016 um, and wouldn't wouldn't entertain, you know, a thought of his. It's just and, and somebody kind of mentioned like, you know, it's just because he's the closest thing the left has to a manager. So that that's who they, you know, <laughs> that's why they're like, listen to your fucking, you know, listen to your owner, basically. Like he, he's saying that, you know, you guys can't not vote for Biden. So how can you, how dare you disagree with him? No, he's a fucking out of touch old man and it's not discrediting his, his work, you know, uh, like the books he's written or the, the work he's done in academia, but he's not fucking right about this. He's absolutely wrong about this. And, you know, Bernie's wrong about this too. You see fucking the people for Bernie account tweeting out Noam Chomsky is right. They're so fucking out of touch and sanctity. Like, it's just, you know what? We've moved past the need for Bernie Sanders and the need for Noam Chomsky. And that's not to say that I don't appreciate what they've done for the left. And I, you know, I talk all the time about what Bernie has done for this movement and done to open, you know, casual Democrats' eyes to the the shit that they've done. But we've moved past the 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 utility for them as leaders of the movement they're not well, leaders especially anymore especially when you see the kind of people defending chomsky online uh they show their racism real fucking fast this week mm-hmm. um this is just one example uh a guy named jake ann bender 
air, like almost airbender. Uh, anyway, he says, <laughs> all you need to know about Bernie's former national press secretary arguing with Chomsky on a podcast is there is a universe somewhere where Bernie, having chosen a different press secretary, is about to win a presidential election. Like it's preposterous. <laughs> In that universe, is Barack Obama non-existent? That he never would yeah. see. So what he's president? saying is that Brianna Joy Gray, who was uh, Bernie's national press secretary, um, by you know by not going along with the program, by raising her voice and by challenging the establishment, somehow cost Bernie the election, right? And he would probably mm-hmm. say the same thing about Nina Turner, you know. And so I, I look at this guy's profile. This is just so typical. White guy, nerd, glasses, uh, Twitter bio, PhD candidate in American history at Harvard, writing about big liberal cities <laughs> the, and the people who didn't want them to grow, 1950s to the 2000s. So basically, he's, he's basically saying that uh, he supported racist urban renewal in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, and well, that's, yeah. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say this—that's the great thing about about Brie Brianna Joy Gray—is that she uh, is like a racist detector. Like, it's super easy to fi- to figure out who's actually racist, you know, in 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 the liberal media sphere because she just triggers them in such a way that they they reveal themselves like pretty blatantly all the time. You know, the fucking island of misfit black girls—they talk about her Nina Turner. Um, which was actually another black guy, but he was very much of the, you know, the, the key and peel, like black Republicans variety of black guys. Um, oh, real quick. Um, so yeah. the, there's a guy running for uh, senator in Michigan. Um, <laughs> funny. And he's run a few times and he's always been like laughed out of the room as a joke because he, one of the things is he, um, he flew an Apache helicopter in one of our wars. So now like the uh, Apache attack a helicopter that uh, right wingers like to call themselves when they're mocking the idea of a non-binary gender. Uh, it's part of his campaign logo, right? Oh, and, that guy. Yeah, 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 that guy, John, John James. I think his name is. Well, now he's got a real shot at defeating somebody who's kind of on the left as far as U.S. senators go. And so I, I'm like, okay, black Republican. I already know his wife's got to be white. Right. So I look it up and sure enough, she she is. She's white. And I'm like, oh, shit, if her name's Emily, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. So I looked up his her, his wife's name and it wasn't Emily, but it was close. It was Elizabeth. So oh, that's so close. So cl- yeah, like no, that- Key and Peele just fucking nailed it when they did that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Seriously, what are the what are the better skits of the uh, of the aughts? Uh, but no, yeah. So I just you know I, I'm I'm fucking so sick of these people scolding and fucking wagging their finger. Fuck off! I'm not in your party. I'm not. We're not the same. We're not fucking like you. Don't have the right to my vote. You don't have the right to anybody's vote. Like that's it's just preposterous. That's not what the, the whole point of an election is that everyone has the right to their own vote. Um, so if you want me to vote for your terrible candidate, pick a better candidate next time. And if you lose, that's your fucking fault because you pushed this fucking asshole upon us. You forced him into this race when he didn't even want to fucking run. He didn't run in 2016 because he didn't want to run. He was forced into this race because they, they knew they needed a conservative Democrat to wait, to make sure that Bernie didn't win yeah. any of the, the Southern states. The other day and- he was just said he's glad to be running for senator. <laughs> like, yeah, literally the other day he's like, "I'm glad to be running as a Democrat for Senate." Like, doesn't know where the fuck he is. And then meanwhile, you got Trump going out there and saying, "Joe Biden doesn't know he's alive, and the president <laughs> is right." 
Biden, but uh, Trump also is uh, talking about how he's totally cured of the coronavirus. Now he wants to kiss everybody in the audience, men and women. So I, I do appreciate, you know, yeah. as everyone Donald has said. Trump, that the, by icon. <laughs> experimental drugs that they've given Trump have turned him by. But uh, it, it, it's just it's very amusing. Just every oh, uh, yeah, this this election cycle somehow <sighs> even crazier than 2016. <laughs> um, ah, fuck. You know, I just... Uh, I'm so sick of it, but again, we only have another uh, like three three weeks until the election, I think, which is fucking nuts. Um, actually, maybe it's, we're never going that. to get there, though. That's the thing is we're we're trapped in like a <laughs> time kidding. portal where it's it's like uh, you know when you divide something in half and then divide it in half again and divide it in half and again, and the piece you have left gets smaller and smaller and smaller because it can never get to zero. Like the the time dilation. Uh, it expands the closer we get to it, and we'll never it's actually keep get getting there. Further and further away, slowly. Exactly, exactly. We're we're ha- we're halfway further there. We're another halfway further there. We're another halfway further there. But we'll never <laughs> actually get there, right? Yeah. I actually and, already have. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and it's, it's just it's like I. This is when you think about all the things that have happened this year, and you're like, oh my god, that was just this year. Uh, you know, like fucking Iran bombed a U.S fucking military base this year do you remember that <laughs> vaguely I, yeah we, we assassinated fucking Qasem Soleimani this year and almost started World War 3 and that was like yeah. like five months ago six do months you, ago remember, we talked about this on the show but it was like I assumed that they fired some missiles that landed like within a couple miles of a US airbase no they fucking landed them directly next to barracks just a few feet yeah. away and which proved they had like precision missiles they could fire from thousands of miles away, guided mm-hmm. missiles, and land them exactly where they want to. To say if we wanted to kill hundreds of your troops there uh, in Iraq, we could have. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and can at any time. Yeah, right, right. And I and, and then it, you know all like the all the military uh, foreign policy natsec experts were were split between trying mm-hmm. to say like why it was no big deal. Or because they didn't want to like give Iran credit for having weapons that they didn't know they had, uh, or saying you know like this this was just shows how inaccurate they were that they couldn't hit the target when they tried to <laughs> like they had to they had to just like downplay like what right. a you know wh- whereas if it really was a threat they would have been like oh my god we have to go to war right now like they were scared they were like holy shit like we have all these targets Iran could hit if they really wanted to if they really wanted to be a threat the way that we've always pretended they actually are and aren't yeah. Yeah, no, it's just crazy that this shit happened this year. I actually have my, I just got my ballot the other day in the mail, so I haven't filled it out yet. I'm trying to think of the funniest possible write-in candidate that I could write in. You know, Hillary Clinton's up there, but I'm, I'm trying to think of an original one because a lot of people have, have, have <laughs> sent pictures of that uh, out on Twitter. So I'm just trying to think of like a super funny original uh, writing candidate that I can write in. Because, you know, it's a fucking joke to me, this election. And if that offends you and you're upset that I'm not voting for Joe Biden, go fuck yourself. Because this election has been a joke. This election cycle is a joke. (laughs) Our fucking system of government is a joke. And I can vote for whoever the fuck I want. So basically that's that's i'm I'm trying to think of uh, you know who the funniest person i could write in as a bit would be so any suggestions tweet them to me um but harimbe it's time for harimbe it's it's time to shine finally coney Coney 2012 i'm gonna write in i think that's gonna be (laughs) oh god that was Um, that that whole thing 
That that was like from the moment it started, I'm like, this is going to be a milkshake duck, unlike any other. And everyone's like, oh, but this warlord who is doing all the like the guy who hadn't even been in that country for five years, and like all the you know alleged child soldiers were like, no, the, the army didn't even exist anymore. But here's this guy out here selling t-shirts, uh, getting you know like fucking Aaron Paul to wear his t-shirt in a YouTube video. And I'm like, oh god, Jesse, what are you doing? Um, oh, man. And then, like, God less than... Jesse, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Um, and then less than a week later, he's arrested for masturbating naked in the middle of a fucking street. And you're just like, well, <laughs> can't say it in Ornia. Yep. Yeah. 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 So well, uh, before we note. get out of here, I have one last little story I wanted to get to. Uh, oh, yeah, this right. week was Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, formerly known as Columbus Day. Or is it? Is it a different day? I forget how it works now. No, 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 same same day. Yeah, yeah. We don't really celebrate Columbus Day anymore. Uh, at least nobody I know. Um, yeah, I know. But uh, on the eve of Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, two statues were toppled in Portland, Oregon. One of Teddy Roosevelt and one of Abraham Lincoln, uh, who I think most people would say is a celebrated president, just a little. Um, and on the on the pedestal of the Lincoln statue, somebody had spray painted Dakota 38, which most people know were the 38 people that were hanged to death, uh, indigenous people who were personally selected by uh, President Abraham Lincoln to be hanged unto their death uh, in public, because that's the kind of you know country we were back when, back when we were uh, a more perfect union, <laughs> was we did public hangings um, like it was going out of style. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just that. I mean, I don't think people understand the larger context because during the entirety of his administration, the entire time he's fighting the Civil War, Lincoln was also fighting in Indian wars throughout the entire country and in territories that weren't even states yet. Um, he pretty much just told the generals, do whatever the fuck you want to do. And they did. They were waging a war of genocide. Um, I have some some quotes here from an article um, in... Let's see here. In 1862, General James Carleton began a war against uh, Apaches and Navajos uh, in New Mexico, where, surprise, gold had just been discovered. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Totally yeah. unrelated, I'm sure. Yeah. Carleton told his uh, subordinate, Colonel Kit Carson, that, quote, all Indian men are to be killed whenever and whenever you can, or whenever and wherever you can find them, end quote. So that was that was the policy of the U.S. military, uh, of which Lincoln was the commander in chief, was wipe them all out. Right. Uh, And meanwhile, Lincoln was was entertaining the Indian delegates of the White House uh, where he would lecture them about civilization. (laughs) So here's a quote from Lincoln talking directly to these Indian delegates. I really am not capable of advising you whether in the province of the great spirit, who is the great father of us all, he's talking about God, his God, uh, if it is better for you to maintain the habitats and customs of your race or adopt a new mode of life. I can only say that I can see no way in which your race is to become as numerous and prosperous as the white race, except by living as we do, by cultivation of the earth." So it's it, weird that bit, that didn't make the uh, Spielberg movie. That that scene ended up on the cutting room floor. I think floor. it would be riveting to hear those words from Daniel Day Lewis. I think so too. Right. So this is this is this is you know this is genocide. This is uh, colonization. Uh, you know this is this is really what it is. It's like well, our our whole philosophy is that uh, living sustainably off the earth isn't enough because we need to have billions of us 
So we need to tear up the earth, what he calls cultivation. We need to mine for gold. We need to drill for oil. You know, that, that was always their mentality was, you know, we're, you know, if you want to, if you really want to exploit this land to its fullest uh, and not be wiped off the map, you need to, to join us and, and allow us to do these things. And, and that cultural assimilation by force is very much genocide. Um, you know, if you look at the Geneva Convention, how it defines genocide, it is, let's see, uh, the committed or intent to destroy in whole or in part a, na- a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group uh, uh, by the following means. A, killing members of the group. B, causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. C, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. D, imposing measures intended to prevent birth within the group. And E, forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. Remind you of anyone on that last one? No, I have no idea who you could possibly be referring to. It doesn't sound like something that's happened recently or anything. Um, Yeah, so again, but I'm, and I'm sure liberals will be up in arms that people are trying to cancel Lincoln, quote-unquote. But again, they, they love using uh, indigenous people as a prop when they're against right-wing monsters, but whenever you actually turn to people that are icons of, of, of liberal, ahistorical, you know, revision revisionist history that they celebrate, then that's when they really fucking be like, what? The, well, why would you do that? They, but Lincoln, Lincoln was great. He, you know, he freed the slaves. Like, what? I can't, you know, so again... Fuck those people. And, and he fuck, said fuck in his letters, he said, if I could have, you know, uh, held the union together and, and preserved slavery at the same time, I would have done it. He, he flat yeah, out said he, it. He literally said that. He he only did it because he knew it was a, the only pragmatic move he could make, um, basically, uh, politically. So, And then failed to no enforce hero. it for years. You know, basically said, well, you know, the the... States can do whatever they want to as soon as we pull our federal troops out. Um, so that's yeah. where that came from. <laughs> the, 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 the typical Democratic response to any kind of like, oh, well, you know, the, the state governors can do whatever they want, but this is what we think they should do. Not this is what you're going to do. Otherwise, I will send my troops in to reinforce that, you know. Right. Which is why Juneteenth is, is, is such a big deal, because for years after the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, people didn't even know they were free. Right. Yep. And then it's like, OK, now what do I do that I'm free? Like there was no program in place to transition people who've been abused uh, by slavery into a, a, a different place or, you know, uh, em- empower them to, you know, do, do you know. But meanwhile, if you were white and you could just go out and stake a claim to land 160 acres and it was yours as long as you live there for five years. That was our policy yep. back then. So it's not like we didn't have the means to provide everyone who had been freed. We just didn't do it because they didn't really give a shit. It was just something he did out of expediency. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. All right. Well, oh, and Teddy um, Roosevelt just flat out said the only good Indian is a dead Indian. So, yeah, no, he was a, he was a <laughs> fucking monster. I mean, Dude, you know, don't it, think we forgot about you, Teddy. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, but he was so nice and night at the museum. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, well, on that note, uh, I think that wraps us up for this week. Um, Go rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us uh, on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Um, <clears throat> this month we're doing a couple of uh, a Halloween themed reviews. Uh, you know, obviously it's 
my favorite time of the year because I love horror movies all year round. So this is the time where everyone else get, kind of accepts my uh, my, my weird uh, genre of film. And uh, so we're going to be reviewing. Uh, we reviewed Us uh, last week, the 2019 Jordan Peele uh, social thriller, <laughs> um, Us. Uh, and we will be reviewing the lighthouse coming up, uh, and maybe uh, next a week. Of others, yes. So, real quick plug uh, for so the lighthouse keep your eyes review. Out for that. Um, lighthouse is is one of my favorite uh, horror films of recent um, time, uh, but it's also a very, very, very anti capitalist film, um, and we're going to talk in depth about that. So, uh, would have would have done it today, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to be able to rewatch it prior yeah uh but Very we will be thinking man's horror movie like it <laughs> yeah. you know it's it, not a low culture horror movie it's 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 really fucking highfalutin and uh well-written horror movie so yeah we'll, we will talk about that next week and uh yeah so check uh our out our feeds for that uh we have a patreon at patreon.com slash move left merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And as always, I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yep. And the show is at move left pod on Twitter. And we will see you next week.
sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh! Hey!